Hello, and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Manning, coming to you from the beautiful trails in Ogden, Utah, but connecting you to wherever trail, ultra, and mountain running takes us. We'll bring trail running to life with amazing athletes, discuss the latest topics, epic journeys, and get you stoked for your next trail adventure. We're sharing the moments that make life special, because even a rough day on the trail beats a good day indoors, and nothing beats time spent with good friends and great stories. Catch us here weekly for your dose of dirt, hurt, and good vibes. So now, it's time to top off your water, grab some cheese curds, and join us for this week's podcast, where we take you deep into the heart of our sport. It's go time. Hello and welcome to episode 320 of the Trail Manners podcast. We're going old school. We're going single track style. The Trail Manners podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. And don't forget to subscribe, review, and rate us on iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. Hello and welcome back to the Trail Manners podcast. As mentioned in the intro, we are going single track session style. And those of you that are not familiar with the podcast, our single track sessions have been around for seven years or so. Um, this is kind of like the grab bag, right? Where um, we talk about all kinds of stuff. We answer the Ask Trail Manners questions. Um, we cover... I don't know, just a little bit of everything. It's kind of our grab bag. Um, so we're going to go single track session style. This podcast launches on April 11th, 2023. And we hope you all had a chance to listen to our last podcast, um, 319 with Jim Skaggs, the race director of the Buffalo Run races there on Antelope Island, just at the uh, the craziness that ensued there. Um, we've got some great feedback from people and I uh, hope you had a chance to listen to that. Um, and as we're going to start off, Okay, with our beer of the week. So I'm an IPA guy, but sometimes I take a I take a run at stuff, right? Just to say, hey, that, that looks fancy, or maybe it's from a brewery I like and try something new. This week, um, we're going to be talking about uh, from Roja Brewing. Um, that's out of uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. A great brewing company. Love their stuff. Well, they came out with the Mango IPA. Now, if you know me, as I said... I'm a huge IPA guy, and I love mangoes. So here I am thinking, okay, you're, you're adding the best of both worlds. This is going to go amazing with cheese curds, right? I will say, um, they, you know, it says they use real mango. Um, I, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to have to have a couple of these to really see if it's one I'm going to enjoy. Off the top, it's definitely not one of my favorites. Um, it's got a different flavor. Um it's it's touted as tropical, and I could kind of see that, but I'm missing some of that IPA goodness, that little bit of a bite, that little hoppy bite to it. Um, it's only 5%, um, but it's uh, it's not bad. So this one I might talk about later um, to give it a fair shake. You know, sometimes when I try them, I can tell right away, this one I'm on the fence on. Maybe it's a, like, super hot summer day type thing, um, but it's definitely... 
probably for me, not like a, a go-to. Um, but anyway, uh, great brewing company, more to come on that. And if you have any suggestions or any recommendations for me, please send them my way manners at trailmanners.com or, you know, the social channels, uh, you can hit us up on. So that's a beer of the week. Roja brewing project, mango IPA, um, and to be determined, um, part two-ish later on. Um, but I will be having sips of that through, so maybe by the end it'll it'll uh, change. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, real quick, just want to give a few shout-outs. Um, did hear from a few people since the last podcast. I want to say to uh, David Stephenson, uh, you've been around a long time supporting the show. Thank you so much uh, for reaching out. Holland, appreciate the message. Um, always great to hear that people are listening to the show. And last week, a little over a week ago, I was down south here in Utah, St. George area, uh, finding some dirt, doing a little running, doing a little mountain biking, a little cross training. And uh, I came across Eric Lewis. So Eric, if you're listening, thank you so much for stopping and saying hello. You guys were trucking and moving. So uh, yeah, appreciate it. It's always great to meet people um, out on the trails. But I will say sometimes when someone says Eric Manning, it makes me nervous because I'm like, oh, this could go one of two ways. I'm hoping for a positive <laughs> encounter, but you never know. Um, but Eric, thanks so much for stopping and saying hi. So yeah, that's where we're at. We got uh, some great shows lined up coming up. Um, I'm not going to spill the beans on too many. Um, we're still working through, um, as I mentioned before, kind of that virtual, the, uh, the, uh, remote podcast, if you will. Um, I know a lot, there's a lot out there and we're definitely doing it, but I, I'm kind of particular, uh, to my sound particular to kind of interface and not a super, super techie guy. So we're still working the weeds out. I think I've got my, my game plan, which is going to be good. So we can start talking to people all over the world. Yeah, I said world um, and country for sure um, that we can get them on remotely and still have a quality experience. You know, sometimes with some of these softwares, it's just, there's a lag, you know, and I don't like that or you're relying on upload speeds and all this other crazy stuff. So we're trying to make it as foolproof as possible for yours truly. Um, and just so we can always produce a good show and not waste anybody's time, whether it's the guest um, or the listener. So we're working through that. Um, in the meantime, um, coming up, I'm going to be headed to Sparks, Nevada, or Reno, if you will, uh, which is the next door neighbor. Uh, the International Trail Summit's coming up here in a little bit, and I'll be headed out there for a week. So if anybody out there has some trail suggestions for me uh, to see some, some good trails uh, beyond some solid trails, uh, please let me know. Um, I know Tahoe is close. Um, but I got a lot to do while I'm in the Reno area. So I want to stay kind of close to that, you know, maybe morning stuff, I'm not really an evening runner. Um, I've tried for a long time, but it just never seems to work out for me. So always looking for recommendations there. And I like to give this update because I know a few people are headed down or have been heading down to the Grand Canyon. It's a great time of year generally to do the, uh, classic rim to rim to rim. Um, not really rim to rim because it's hard to get out and the north side's closed um, but a little fyi so i know some friends were headed down there this coming weekend i don't know if that's still going to happen uh, my lovely wife and some friends are headed down the weekend after that um, but there is a trail closure um, starting april 12th to june the second is what they're predicting right now um, north kaibab trail and Cottonwood Campground, that section's going to be closed. Uh, there's some major damage done. Um, 
there. And so they're going to actually close that. So no hikers, they say, or you runners will be allowed to pass through that under any circumstances. So if you're headed down to the Grand Canyon or thinking about heading down to the Grand Canyon, please know that's there. Don't let it stop you, though. Um, I mean, that is a, a big section. I think it's seven miles one way. Um, but there's other things you could do. You could get to Cottonwood Campground. There's there's a, a waterfall close by. And there's a trail right out of Phantom that you can get a little bit, you know, far mileage goes. Um, but don't let that stop you. But just so you know, um, to be safe and what to expect on the way down. So, yeah. Um, we're going to, we uh, as you know, we just... If you follow us on Facebook, maybe I should say, or Instagram, even though it's harder to play. Uh, we just had our Woody Footy Award. So we've had this for years. Uh, where did your feet take you? Woody Footy, W-D-Y-F-T-Y. Uh, we got some limited edition hats that aren't for purchase, and I just give those away. We're going to kick that back off again. Um, we had a good run of that. We got some more hats. Um, if you won before, please keep throwing your pictures in. I love seeing them, and let's keep this thing growing. Um, but we did have a winner, um, but I'm going to go through. This was from, uh, I believe it was April the 2nd, so I bring it out a week after. I give one long week for people to get a post. I launch it every Sunday on Facebook to where you post. Where did you go? Take a cool photo of where you were this week um, so we can see what you're up to, where you're going, and maybe even put some things on our bucket list. So this last week, as always, um, Andrew Giles, beautiful shot. Um, it's in West Victoria, BC. Uh, Sombrio, and I hope I got that close to right. Sombrio Beach. I love just seeing the beach and had a real recurring theme here. Um, so that's a great shot. Jeremy Haddock, he found a little trail in San Juan, Puerto Rico by being a tourist. And it's a great photo. Um, Oh, my gosh. One of those, I wish I was there. Uh, Laquita Probasco, if you know Kirk, was on the show just recently. She had a nice shot on Antelope Island, and there's some dirt, and that's in our part of the woods. Um, in western Colorado, Gifford, Horace, Pinchot. Uh, we know who that is or we don't. Um, great shot in western Colorado. Mark Davis. Mark Davis continually kills it. Uh, Catalina Island off the coast of SoCal. Um, beautiful shot. So we got some island stuff, right? Some beaches. Um, how about this island? Maui. You ever heard of that one? Holland, Will Banks, beautiful shot of a absolute gorgeous tree. And you, you're more than welcome to head over to Facebook to see these, but I just want to thank everybody. But the winner this week, shot from Cactus Park in Dominguez Canyon, we got Matt Ozanic. Um, what a killer shot. Um, and the sun's out, which is cool as well. Shorts, styling, just like Matt does, um, but a great shot. So Matt was a winner this week, and he already got a hold of me, so we've already got his hat on his way, on its way. Um, so Matt, enjoy the hat. Please take a photo with you in the hat at some point if you're a winner and post it or share it. Um, love to see those and see where those hats end up. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much for everybody. Again, this is every Sunday. We kick off a new week on Facebook to put a post. Um, you know, we could do it on Instagram if you tag it, but boy, that gets to be kind of a hassle. So we might break into that though. Um, but right now, it's a Facebook comp contest, not competition. It's not a competition because they're all fantastic photos. But um, even if you won, keep putting them up there um, because they're they're fantastic uh, to see where everybody goes. Also, um, been had a few more questions. Um, come in about the trail manners flag. So these are flags that I send out um, for people to take in cool spots and 
you know, take some photos, see where it's at. Yes, I want you to sign them in permanent marker. We've had a few more people ask. They didn't want to ruin them. They're not going to be ruined. These are going to be iconic flags of where they've been. Um, so, yeah, just keep asking for those. So appreciate that. Okay, so here's a good session, the Ask Trail Manners portion of the podcast. So also every Saturday on Facebook and Instagram, little post says Ask Trail Manners. So basically what this is is just Ask Trail Manners a question. Um, we'll find some answers for you. Generally, you know, they're, they're, they're real. Um, you know, sometimes I guess we can kind of have fun and, and make them up, but we don't do that. We don't want to lead people astray, but we'll always have fun. Um, the Ask Trail Manners, what we're going to do there, post a question. Um, it could be in regards to gear, training, races, nutrition, food, beer, just anything. Um, we're here to help. We'll answer the questions on the podcast. Um, you can email those to us at manners at trailmanners.com or post them if you're comfortable on the comment sections of either one of the social media platforms. We've had a few come in for sure. Um, and I'm excited to go ahead and get through some of those. And these are also, some are open kind of my opinion too. So that makes it kind of hard on some of these questions, but we're going to start off, uh, with Missy Jackson. So Missy has been a long time listener, asked a great question and had me doing a little digging. And so I'm going to try and post those in the show notes. Um, but Missy was asking for, um, I'm searching for a great and easy rice ball recipe for training runs. Um, that's a great question. And I've used these historically, and now it's making me want to bring some back because how fantastic they were. Um, but there's some good ones out there, and a lot of it just depends on what you like. Um, you know, there's vegetarian, obviously, um, so you're not going to want to do some of the meat ones. That's a no-brainer, Eric. Um, but there's a lot of options, right? I started off with me, and I, I love Scratch Labs. Scratch Labs, to me, has a great recipe book, if you're looking for one as well. They've got all kinds of stuff um, for recovery to nutrition to just good, healthy meals. And I'm going to post the link to this, but here's some Missy for you. Just I'm going to give you the names of them, um, and most of them you can tell what's in them if I give you the name. Um, but I'll post the recipes uh, in the show notes. So uh, the Six Scratch Lab, this one's called um, the most popular rice cake recipes. And they actually posted this this last March, um, and some have been around for a long time. So here they are, six of them. Dr. Lim's Bacon and Egg Rice Cakes. So I have had this one for sure, and it's super tasty. Obviously, you've got, you know, the bacon adds that salt flavor to it. You got some egg in there, obviously your rice. Uh, there's also maple bacon almond butter rice cakes this one i have not tried and this one has me very intrigued as do a couple more uh down the line but um yeah it's a maple bacon almond butter rice cake i love me some bacon i love me some almond butter maple i gotta be in the mood for um but that, that could be one okay how about this one are you ready for this one oreo rice cakes think about that for a minute oreo so okay who am I to judge, right? So we'll share these recipes um, in the link. So go check those out. But that sounds tasty. Apple cinnamon rice cakes. Okay, so there's that one. Pretty straightforward, self-explanatory. We have Nutella rice cakes. Okay, Nutella, which uh, I kind of dig that on so many levels, right? Um, and then the last one on their list, and I'm going to get, you know, if you know me, I pronounce things wrong all the time umami 
rice cakes. So give you an idea what's in umami rice cakes. You've got your sushi rice. You got your uh, aminos or coconut aminos, um, rice vinegar, maple syrup, salt and pepper, and a tablespoon of wasabi fumi furakake. I don't even get that right, but the recipe will be on the website, so you can check that out. But those, um, those are some tasty sounding creatures. Um, another one I found, um, and it's a couple. Uh, it's from Jason Coop, and if you're in the trail running world, you know who Jason is. Um, just a wealth of knowledge. Um, he has one that's uh, the sweet and salty rice ball. It's got eggs, uh, obviously rice, uh, honey, and soy sauce. So that one's pretty simple. Very few components to it, um, and you can kind of get an idea. And the other one, again, is the bacon and egg rice ball, which is pretty popular. That's one of the first ones I ever came across and making those. But the other thing, too, um, with these is a lot of times they're they're rice balls, but you can make them um, kind of in a bar shape, you know, like you get your peanut butter bars. Uh, so it kind of depends on you, I guess, kind of like packing, sizing. Um, and these, these um, links I have for you, Missy, and whoever else is on there, it kind of gives you a breakdown of stuff, how many it makes, and obviously it's the full recipe, what's in them. Um, just an example here, I've got the sweet and salty, which has the uh, rice, honey, and soy sauce. Um, the, the recipe gives you 12. And inside, it's got like 115 calories, 20 grams of carbs, protein 2, sodium 3, 27 MGs. So um, gives you a pretty good idea. So, Missy, that's a great question, and I know a lot of people um, have asked about these um, historically. And for a while, and I'm not saying now, but I know there was a while when they first really started to come out I don't even want to say how long ago, um, hit pretty hard. Uh, and you see a lot of people fiddling with them and trying them. Um, I haven't seen as many people use them, but I know people do. Um, and I think it's a great source. So Missy, great question. I hope that helps. Also, um, another one I've seen too that I didn't mention is people using ginger um, in them because, you know, ginger, you know, people talk about how it helps settle your stomach when it kind of goes south. So having a little ginger um, in those, and I'm talking about the spice, or raw ginger um, helps. So uh, ginger is another option to kind of do that. So I hope that helps. Thanks for sending that in. Next question from Jill. Oh, Jill, this is a question. It's like a loaded question. How to keep motivated and positive through this never-ending winter? And I know we're not the only ones here in Utah, Colorado, parts of Cal I mean, there's other places, right? That's it's had this winter that won't give up or let up. And Jill asked this question, and this is a tough one. And I had this conversation with somebody the other day and I thought, you know, I think overall, um, moods have been a little, uh, ebb and flow within the last month. And I think sometimes you go through the winter, you know, and I know everybody has different seasons. I'm speaking from experience in the Utah. We have four seasons. If it's a long winter, long dreary, but just pounding winter, um, even a lot of the people that like the mountain sports in the wintertime are ready, right, f to change. So it, it was like crazy wears on your nerves. So, you know, as far as motivated and positive, that's a tough one. Um, and so some ways that I have done that, um, which, again, I'm not the best. And anybody out there, please comment on either social channels when this pops out or the website. Because these are great for people to share and have ideas with. Um, and we like to share those as well. 
I try and, and I try because not everybody can or it's it's complicated. I try to head out of town. Like last weekend, I went to St. George, and usually I do that earlier in the winter as well, um, just to get a break, right? Just to kind of get that break. You know, St. George here in Utah, southern part, um, you get a little bit more vitamin D um, down there in the winter time. Um, that's huge. It really is. Um, I've actually had somebody tell me they'd like to go to a tanning salon you know, once or twice a month. And it's not necessarily for the tan, but more for the vitamin, like just feeling a little bit different. Now, however you fall on one of those situations, I learned how to use a tanning bed. Basically two years ago, I was doing it completely wrong. And that's another story, but you don't want to know that one. Or maybe you do. I don't know. Um, but that's one that I've heard people say. Um, positive. I think sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, even taking a break. You know, because you, you're always wanting to run and train and, and get into something. Sometimes taking a little break helps. And I know a lot of people don't like to do that. Um, also, um, another thing that I like to do to kind of is like focus on what you have coming up. You know, a countdown on your phone of your next trip or your next race. You know, kind of what you're preparing for. Um, I think cross training is huge. Um, you know, whether it's skiing or snowshoeing or mountain biking, fat biking, I guess, um, running. Um, those are ways sometimes it's just getting a group of friends together and doing something f- silly, like a silly type of run, right? Just to loosen up the, the mind. Um, but it's a great question. We talk about this a lot. And a lot of times on the show, we for how do you get your mojo back? Like when you kind of get the mojo, the motivational downer, you know, what do you do to get it back? But I'm going to tell you, here's my number one thing to help me. And I, sometimes it's hard, especially through the winter, go to a race. Go to a race. Even if you only have a little bit of time, even if you can't volunteer, go to the finish line. You know, go to an aid station. Um, finish lines are fantastic for me. That's kind of my my reboot sometimes where it's that shock to the system of, oh, yeah, now I know why I do this. You look at the people coming across a finish line, the stories they have, um, seeing people attempting and conquering or, or doing things that maybe – you know, you don't know their story, which it's hard to do, but it's so inspiring, right? And it's it's easy, I think, um, to kind of come away from that with this positive mindset and not feel so down, you know, because it's so easy during the winter. I think the same thing, you know, Jill, you mentioned it, motivated and positive through a never-ending winter. I think same thing could happen through an injury, right? Like, how do you stay motivated and positive on your way back? Um, but my number one thing that keeps me, you know, it's that recharge, that shock to the system is going to a race. You know, that finish line is such an emotional place, right? Um, and you can always see people and, and meet people and cheer people that you know. Um, but that's my favorite. So I hope that helps, but I'm always open to more ideas. And, you know, there could be a lot more out there. Obviously, taking a trip somewhere usually is a thing, but also not something that everybody can always do. Um, but again, just, just focus. Don't get too far in your head. If you can take some time for yourself. Um, sometimes people take time for themselves though, and it goes backwards. Um, but you know, even if you're like a runner, not that I talk to a lot of runners here on the podcast, but if you're a runner, right. (laughs) And it's winter time, maybe don't run a day, like go out and just walk around, put on your different wintry walk clothes. Cause we all have those, right. Um, and just walk the trails, just Take in it a little bit differently. Look at different things. Feel different things. Um, I think that's beneficial. Um, so many times as, as runners, when we're on the trails, our minds are kind of focused on our, our training plan or what we need to do that day or our pace or distance, whatever. 
a little walk. And sometimes it calms your soul, you know, just being outside. Take it early in the morning, late at night. I love to go on walks, whether it's out with my dog or in the mountains when it's snowing. I think there's nothing more beautiful at times, so quiet, especially with that light, fluttery snow. So, Jill, I hope that helps, but I'm always open for more because Lord knows I have a problem with that myself through the uh, the winter months. So, okay, here's a loaded one from Chris Carney. Old Chris, I hope he's doing well. Um, maybe we'll see you again at another race coming up. But his question is a great one, um, and I get asked this one a lot, actually, just because of my job. And if people don't know, um, I work for a nonprofit organization, Trails Foundation Northern Utah. I'm the executive director. And here's the question from Chris. Why does uphill traffic have the right-of-way? So this is this is an ongoing topic, and sometimes it's not always the right answer. I mean, a lot of the times the answer is, you know, if you're going um, uphill, it's harder with your momentum. And a lot of this is like if you're on a mountain bike, right, and you're going uphill, it sucks to stop and restart. Uh, running, I say to people all the time as a joke, oh, I'll pull over and take a breather. Um, but really, if you, if you really want to know, in my opinion, and what I talk about, and I'm hoping to even always learn on this, Two factors to me um, are ones that I always think about. Uh, if you're going uphill, your field of vision is much smaller, right? Because either A, you're staring down at your feet, or if you even if you're looking straight ahead and you're going uphill, your field of vision is very cut off, right? So you really don't see as much uh, or timely. Um, so when you're coming downhill, your field of vision, you can see, I mean, even if you're looking down peripheral-wise even, you can see a long way. So there's that, right, for that safety factor. Also, if you were allowed, you know, downhill the right away, and this is a big one, and I talk to people about this all the time because this is where you see most of the big problems that are sad to see, is if you're going downhill and know that you do not have to yield, you're going to be going fast. That's just the way it goes. And again, this doesn't apply just to people on foot, even though this is a trail running podcast. If you think about a bike, a mountain bike um, that knows, right? Some don't. We get it. And it's just a person thing. Um, if someone's going downhill and they just know people have to get out of my way, that that's scary. There's no regard for what's below, right? And they can just pick up Steve. But if you're going downhill knowing, hey, someone could be coming up and you know, I have to pay attention, you know, hopefully your mind is a little bit different to where you're paying attention, a little more courteous on those ripping downhills. Um, so that's that's why. Um, but I think field of vision, speed are two big things, right? If a bike's going uphill and someone's coming down, you know, you, you tell me who's got the momentum to like hurt somebody. Um, but what I do, and I know some people don't like this, and so I'll just apologize up front. As a runner, I run by myself a lot. If I see, I don't. It doesn't matter if it's a, a bike or, you know a person walking, hiking, running, whatever, a lot of times I'll just yield, right? Um, and it's just more, and I, I like to call it just being a good human. Like make contact with them, eye contact, verbal, hand gesture. I usually just wave them on. If there's a bike coming and it's coming downhill, sometimes I'll just look up, we make eye contact, I'll step aside and wave them on. Um, again, some people get mad and like, oh, you're breaking the yielding thing. And I get that, but it's not a hard, fast, like you're going to get, thrown in prison right it's just more of a thing to say it's a yield it's it's etiquette um so what i that's what i like to do i like to have that verbal communication hey go ahead i'll step off you can go by you've got momentum i need a break whatever that is but most of the time i find just great experiences and a lot of that comes down to 
being a good human on the trail, right? I mean, there's no, you know, in a shop, in a, in a store with a shopping cart, who's got the right of way, right? I mean, there's just these things that I think if we just take a step back and say, let's just be a good person, make sure this experience is fun, um, not worry about my Strava time or my, my local legend or my FKT on it or whatever, just be a good person. It doesn't take much just to say, hey, you know, let's just be safe. You go, I go, whatever that might be. Sometimes you can both go and the trail's wide enough, um, but make that make that uh, gesture or, or communication to them. But that's a big thing. Um, downhill speed, if they don't have to yield, they're just going to cruise and then fill division. Um, fill division's a really big one. Um, and I've been spooked so many times going up, um, trying to pay attention, but usually just trying to keep some oxygen coming in. Um, and I get rattled because, you know, my fill division's so narrow. Uh, but that's a great question, Chris. And I get asked that all the time. Um, okay, here's uh, this one. I'm going to skip one and go back because it's the long loaded one. I got Corey Vigil, longtime listener, good friend. Again, anything you want. He says, How do you think the Cubs are going to do this year in Major League Baseball? I'm a Cubs fan, and my only thing is to be positive, hope for the best. So we're saying playoffs. Um, World Series, come on now. Um, that happened once um, a few years, many moons ago, it feels like. But uh, I'm Corey, I'm saying playoffs. That's my goal. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to be selling people in three weeks. Let's just say that. Uh, last one on the Ask Trail Manners list, and we've got a few more things to cover. Um, some great questions on gel flavors and nutrition. Uh, but here's a good one from Preston. You've heard him on the show before, um, and I like this one. And here's one I really have been asking about, and I want help on from the listener, right? Because, again, we're based in Utah. I've been around a long time. I have gotten out to other places, but there's so much going on in trail running. So I really want people to chime in for me here. Really do, because... I like to travel places, right? So if you're anywhere, answer this question for me as well and give me and Preston some help because I've got my list. So here's the question. What are some of the best new slash up-and-coming races out there? And he even said, I'd love a Trail Matter segment on this, and I'm totally cool with that, getting a few people on here to t discuss it or you know, maybe having a call-in show when we get that dialed in from people you know, at least across the the country a little bit to get some ideas. So Preston, I don't know exactly what you're looking for. The best new and up and coming. I think that varies on what you're looking for, you know, even location, course, distance, time of year, what does best mean? What is, you know, that type of thing. But I did have, I do have a list of this, believe it or not. I've got a, I'm a, I'm a spreadsheet guy. I've got a crazy list of races in general, the ones I want to do, what they look like through the year. I add new ones. And these are in no particular order, um, but I kind of jot these down as I go. Um, so here's the ones I'm keeping my eye on and ones I'd like to do. And it's one of those things where you can only, well, maybe I shouldn't say you. I can only race so much, right? Because I still want to do my adventure runs. But here's one probably near the top of my list. And it was a new one last year. And I heard nothing but amazing things about it. And in year two, it sold out fast. And you, you, the location, if you're a mountain runner, this one's a tough one to beat. The Crazy Mountain 100. This is its second year this year. It's in late July. The buckle is gorgeous. Um, and everything I read, it's by some ranch families. You know, they own some places and they want to put a crazy, you know, cool 100-mile race on. And like I said, I saw, I followed it last year. Um, and they do a fantastic job. Um, but the Crazy Mountain 100 in uh, Lenape, I hope I said that right, uh, Montana. So check that one out. Um, again, I've got some other distances, not just hundreds. 
Um, but that one's probably near the top of my, well, I'm not, it's near the top of this list and I have some more near the top of this list. Um, special shout out if you're in the area, Northern Utah Trail Fest, October 6th through 8th. That's in, uh, uh, where is that at? Um, North Fork Park here. Um, it's a timed event, six, three, six and nine hour, um, trail run but there's also a mountain bike component to it that's up and coming i promise you and it's the best new up and coming um, and i may have some info on that um, another one this is in its fourth year um, i was registered for this one this year and unfortunately um, by putting being a race director now again this year mine got booted um, but the white pine 50 white pine 50 is in logan canyon area it's part there's parts of the bear course bear 100 it's its fourth year um, but i think it's one that's up and coming you got some it's gorgeous. Um, they have a fishing component to it, if you will, a fly fishing component, but, um, I've heard a lot of good things about it. So I would put that in there. Another fourth year race is the bears ear ultra, um, put on by mad moose. And I'll talk about them even later on. Um, that's one that could be on the list this year, um, depending on how my training goes. Um, but that's a, it looks like a beautiful course, not an easy one. Um, but that's the bears ear races. I think there's a 50 K 50 mile. And I want to say there's a 30 K, but don't, um, hold me to that one. Um, and Mad Moose always puts on fantastic events. So there's one. Um, a couple other 100 milers that are close to each other. Um, this one's got me intrigued. I'm going to keep my eye on it a little bit more. The Wyoming Range 100. Um, yeah, that one looks pretty rugged and, and beastly. Um, the next 100 in the same kind of neck of the woods. Um, and I know, Preston, you know about this one, but the Elkhorn 100. So this is a interesting event last year there were four people that registered and two finishers um for the elkhorn so again one i'm just keeping on my radar to check out because i like things that aren't always just the normal race if you will i don't like gimmicks you know that's my, my thing like dressing up and all that type of stuff but i know people do that's not one of these um, but that's another one um, this is its second year um, curious to see you know with only four people last year you know what that looks like um, but now Here's one near the top of my list. This is a first-year event, and they moved the date. So it's in September now, September 2nd, and it is absolutely 100% on my potential list for the year. Um, it's the Tour de Flagstaff. Um, if you've ever run in the Flagstaff area, you know it's a must, right? I know we, lot, we know a lot of trail runners in that area for sure, obviously, that, you know, that, that are from uh, that live there or have lived there. Um, but this one is a good one. They got an eight mile, a 30 K a 50 K and a 50 mile. Um, so they got different distances. They're still working out the permit process on the course itself. Um, but that looks pretty sassy. It looks pretty sweet. Um, so definitely keep your eye on that one. Tour de Flagstaff. The area is gorgeous. You know, lots of dis doable distances from eight mile to 50 mile. Um, Take a look at that one. Um, that one looks pretty cool. Now, here's another one. Uh, this is its second year, and I really want to do a race like this. And when I say like this, um, when I talk about what it is, you'll probably know a couple off the top of your head. This is in Mammoth Lakes, California. Um, it's called the Mammoth Trail Fest. So it's a weekend event, um, but... Um, they have, it's called like the, the mammoth triple, if you want to do that, but they have a, the dragon ascent, um, is the first one. Um, and the trail fest founder, you may have heard of him, Tim Tolison. Um, yeah, you've probably heard of him, right? Okay. So that's the other thing to keep about. I super dig, um, races, right? Especially when they're put on by 
ultra runners. And that's not a knock if you're not. Please don't say it, think that. But it's all, they always have some twist. Sometimes they think about something we don't. Um, but they have uh, the Dragon Ascent um, that starts us off. Um, and that's a, obviously what it sounds like. And it's Ascent. Um, uh, Devil's Back Trail in Mammoth. So you start at 8,500 feet. You get up to 11,000. So there's that one at 9 a.m. Um, on the 24th. But they also have a 26K and a 50K. So they've got three races, and they have a kids' fun run too, a kids' run that's free. So again, it's a long weekend festival. Um, I'm sure this is going to be big. I didn't really follow a lot of it last year, um, even though uh, 2022 was the first year, um, and they um, obviously are back. They had a, quite a few people do the triple, um, about 15, 12 to 15, if I remember right. Um, and then the races themselves are, are pretty big as um, far as registration goes. But Mammoth Trail Fest... And I believe that, yeah, is the end of September. Um, check that one out. I think that's got some, it's a beautiful area, obviously. Tim is being a part of that. Um, you know it's going to be first class. Um, and it's probably fun for the whole family, right? You can go on a little mini vacation. There's a kid's run. You can hang out. Um, so keep an eye on that one. I think that's one you're going to hear about a lot uh, in the future. Uh, the next one up is uh, a Cape Mountain. So this one is in Florence, Oregon. And I love the Pacific Northwest. So this is one I've got my eye on. This is its third year. Okay. They have a 10K, a 25K, and a 50K. Okay. So a little bit for everybody. Um, and it's put on by Daybreak Racing, who also puts on first class events. Right. So Cape Mountain. Take a look at that one. Um, so here, there's a few. And yes, I know a lot of these are more Western um, because I really don't have my you know, the pulse of the new and up and coming back. There's just so many races, you know, especially back East. There's so many races. There's a lot I want to do, but they're not like new, if you will. Um, but I think that could go best or up and coming. That's a tricky question. And we'll probably talk more about this. And I like the idea of Preston having a, a, pot, a show based on this and getting a few people um, from the area. My last one on here, this one's got me intrigued and potentially on my maybe list. Does that make sense? Like potential, which there's a chance, and then a maybe. So that's like a double, right? Like probably not going to happen is what everybody and myself is thinking. But um, again, it's a Mad Moose event. They put on fantastic races. And that weekend that they do it, I just happened to not be doing something. So there's that, right? Um, it is the Canyonlands Ultra. Okay, this is October 28th and 29th. Okay, are you ready? There's some distances here, folks. They've got a 15K, a half marathon, a marathon, a 50 mile. Okay, here's the next one. Listen to this one. 125K. Okay, I don't see many of those. And then 100 mile. Uh, it's down in Moab. It's the Canyonlands Ultra um, by, by Mad Moose. And like I said, they always put on great events. Um, but yeah interesting they have like road trail and ultra all at the same festive ultra series spectacle stuff um so check that one out that one um i'm interested in 
uh, especially the time of year, could be one of those really fun end of year little celebratory races, you know, where you're kind of finishing off, you've done your, your fall business. And now you're just kind of like, let me get one more in, um, before you go, um, looking at it, what they have now, okay. Is the 125 Ks, three loops. The hundred mile is a four loop course. The 50 mile is a two loop course. And I'm not sure on the other distances what they, what they look like, but, um, yeah, check that out down in Moab. Those are some for sure. Um, and I know that's a tough question. There's so many races. I know I'm not going to cover everything. So please, please, please email us manners at trailmanners.com or post on some social channels because there's there's so many out there, folks. Um, and we don't want to do anybody not service. But if you've got one, I've been asking, what are the new? What am I missing? What do I need to see? Um, and I think... Um, you know, there'll be some fun, fun times had at these events. And hopefully I can knock some off my bucket list and that tour to flag staff. I'm telling you that that one's I'm checking it. You know, some of them I've got races, but that tour to flag staff, I kind of need something that weekend, kind of the last little race before the bear. Um, but that's a good one. So hope that helps. Those are some great ask trail manners questions. Keep those coming. Um, you can always send them in to me as well. You don't have to wait till the Saturday post, but ask trail manners. will if we don't have an answer, we'll definitely try and find something legit, especially if you're talking, you know, in the nutrition slash rehab area. Um, definitely I'm an, I'm an expert in eating, um, and also being injured, but, um, I'm not an expert on all the, the ins and outs, but for some f- fun Facebook questions, I like to do these cause they always, they're enjoyable and it lets, makes me think. So we have asked people what the nutrition is on long runs was one of the questions I had. Um, and there's some interesting cause I'm out, I like to know what people eat and do, um, because Hey, maybe that'll's up my alley. Um, so as we go down, we've got Chris, uh, Martin, Huma, salted, boiled Yukon gold potatoes and pierogies. And Andrew asked him how he stops from becoming mashed. And so he gave him some suggestions. Nobody else said he likes mashed ones. Amy, Amy Pett, been a, on the show, for, uh, been a part of the show for a long time. PB&J, cinnamon bears, string cheese, nature's bakery, fig bars. Again, these are things that people like. They're favorite foods on long runs. Uh, Chris Carney, meat sticks. Chris, that's like in my pocket now, man. I'm, I'm digging meat sticks all the time. Tara Warren, meatballs. Again, curveball, but I like it. Um, wasn't expecting that. Now, if you're being serious, awesome. If you weren't, thanks for the idea. But yeah, so meatballs, right? Um, I think that's a great idea. Um, here's a fun. Someone said spam noodles. Not sure if that's real, Josh. Um <laughs> makes you think um some really good stuff though um how about uh some other long okay uncrustables that should be part of trail running dna right uncrustables uh missy she had uncrustables sushi and watermelon okay okay being in california i bet watermelon's always a hit um steve bacon uh yeah Long run, bacon's the, the place to be. Uh, Jill, uh, gummy bears, PB&J, um, I, I agree with those. Um, bag of bacon and salted cheese quesadillas from Ryan. That got me hungry on the spot. Gunner um, in California, salted potatoes and Uncrustables. There were so many votes for Uncrustables, and I'm going to throw my vote in that as well. I love me some Uncrustables. Um, they fit in pockets very nicely, but make sure you remember they're there. Um, and also we had Gnarly Czar, Fuel 2.0, Forever. Now, 
as many of you know, I'm a huge fan of gnarly nutrition. So I agree. I love fuel 2 Um, to me, it's been amazing. Uh, and I've also been taking their BCAAs, um, which is something I haven't done historically. And I, I truly have noticed a difference if I have some before, um, and not being sore. I've been always like, not just with them. I've had scratch. I've had first endurance, like the post race stuff or post run, like what's your recovery drink. Um, I've, I've learned that BCAs help me up on the front end. Right. And I'm not saying to try, I just think, try it. If you get sore, if you're always doing a recovery drink, having something before, um, and the BCA line, um, is really good. So, and then the last one we'll talk about, cause this one it was kind of funny. Um, but also makes you go, Hmm, right. Gel flavors. What are we missing? What are we missing in gel flavors? And it had got me thinking, um, bacon flavor from Brooke, um, Ba- let's face it bacon's good okay bacon flavored gel how about some mashed potato gel okay i mean mashed potatoes ain't too far from a gel right or are not or they're not far uh, from a gel could be done um here's one actually i think this is a, and i don't know if it's out there lemon ginger lemon ginger or just ginger like a lemon ginger gel there's a place for that. There is a lemons kind of refreshing. Ginger helps the stomach. Amy, that's could be brilliant. I, I would like to see that. Um, Missy likes toasted marshmallow, but they retired it. Um, I I don't remember if I had that one. Chris has pecan pie or pecan pie or pecan pie, right? Depends on where you're at. I'm not a fan of pecan pie. My daughter is. Chris also had buttered popcorn. There's a time and place for that. Absolutely. Time and place. And then mine, shredded hash browns with sriracha. And I may have some of that right after the show. Who knows? That stuff's just good. So anyway, having some fun on the podcast. Uh, Next week, we'll have a great guest on. This week's been single track style. We'll keep growing on that. Please don't forget to ask Trail Manners questions. Participate with Woody Footy. And this is hopefully an interactive show on whatever level that is, whether it's through social, email, website, that type of thing. But if you got some of these answers here, some questions, please shoot them our way. Um, This isn't just about my answers. I'd love to hear what everybody else has. And I'm always intrigued with these up-and-coming new races. We talk about that on the show a lot. What am I missing? Let me know. Um, Also, we're going to be having another show on adventure running. Like if you're not racing, adventure runs. Because my bucket list there just continues to grow. And it doesn't always have to be like this big, huge haul, right? Like long, long run. Um, So those are coming through. Um, But again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. We're back. Um, We're going to continue it up, like I said, at least once a week. We'll throw some fun ones in there that might be shorter here and there. I just want to keep it active and fun for everybody out there. Let's grow. Let's grow the uh, Trail Manners group. Um, but I really appreciate everybody listening. Uh, please send in your questions and let's keep rolling. Let's keep having some fun. Sun's out, guns out, right? Let's do it. Have fun with what we do again. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This is the trail manners podcast, single track session style or triple S. My name is Eric Manning and I'm out. Thank you for listening to the trail manners podcast single track session style i want to encourage everybody to follow us on instagram twitter and facebook trail manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com you can check out the store page support the podcast by getting a shirt or whatever we have in there 
and it's about ready to get loaded, so pay attention. Or you can hit us up on the contact page. Let me know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you'd like to be on the show. And if you just take a minute to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Facebook, I'd truly appreciate it. Until next time, this is Eric Manning reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. <laughs>